I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. Wait, do I usually say hi? Yeah, usually. Fuck you guys. I'm not saying hi. I'm Cameron. <laughs> and I'm Emily again. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read it too many times to count, but now we're reading it together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight saga. Happy New hi Year. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'll say it now. <laughs> Hi guys, happy new year. It's 2023. Wow, it is. Um, we are um it's a new year. Yeah. <laughs> I just got wrecked last night for spending 4 hours trying to fix my computer. That's how I brought in my first day of January 1st, 2023. My hard drive Your exploded. first day of January 1st, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> We're really not doing well today, I think. No. Uh, We're recording at 1.30 p.m., which uh, you can already tell this is a bad idea. The energy is weird. The energy? Strange. It's very strange. My ass? Fat. My aura? Threatening. Same. Um, The vibes? Weird. Yeah, very weird. But yeah, my hard drive decided to just completely explode. um, And it like... It went... Yeah, exactly. Like... At first, I was like, oh, that's weird. It's, like, not registering as, like, existing on my computer. It's, like, I go to my stupid little file folder, and I'm like, I can't access, like, my documents folder or my downloads folder. That's weird. Let me restart my computer 17 times. Well, turns out restarting your computer 17 times as your hard drive is actively dying kills it faster. (laughs) Mm. Um, And eventually my computer wouldn't turn on because it kept trying to boot up the hard drive, which then wouldn't boot up, and it got stuck. And so me... My my little my little engineering hands opened my PC up and physically removed the hard drive and then my computer worked again. I just don't have a hard drive. It's fine. That's so crazy. Yeah. I don't even know how the fuck one would even open a computer. Well, <laughs> mine is very easy to open. It's all like modular, so I literally had to undo one screw and then a whole panel oh, came that's off. Nice. So um yeah, it is meant to be easy to put things in and take things out. But, I'm sure mine is similar, but yeah. I just don't look at it. Yeah, and it was very funny because Liv was in the living room. Haha, <laughs> living room. Um, yes. Playing Elden Ring, as one does. And they just kept seeing me go in and out of the office and like grabbing a toolbox, going back out again, grabbing something <laughs> else. And they were like, you know what? I'm not going to interfere in this. <laughs> Which was the right call because I was very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway ordered Very a new smart. hard drive so um yeah that's that's my vibe check i guess for 20 and you didn't even you didn't even lose any of your sims mods i didn't lose my sims mods it was so important they're all saved on my um solid state drive much like some of my other more important things so Woo. luckily i don't have to reinstall a thousand mods i've got them all that's a lot of mods I'm how do you have exaggerating a thousand mods well i think well the thing is i do i download a lot of like custom content so i can get big packs of like you know sets of wallpapers and sets of furniture and stuff so you end up with just like a ton of individual files of custom content yeah terrifying but yeah i still have it all so you know honestly that was my biggest fear i was just like oh god like everything else is very easy for me to re-download because i have stuff saved on like google drive and dropbox or like steam cloud saves all of my games so i just need to re-download them again but i was like my sims mods (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure well you have something very exciting in your life to bring in yeah i got a kitten 
You should have said He's that you have baby. a child. You got a baby. <laughs> I got a baby. So I'll post I'll post about him. I'll put him in the Discord for our patrons as well. Um, his name is Bagged Milk. We found him in the forest. Well, I didn't find him in the forest. So he was perfect. found in the forest. He literally looks like yeah. he has a milk mustache. He does. Yeah. He, he does look like he has a little milk mustache. And I think he's going to... So he's gray and white. And he's you can so tell he's a stray that's just like an amalgamation of any cats in that area. Because his markings are so like inconsistent. Yeah. He's gray on like his back and like tail and part of his face, which makes sense. But then just his like just his back left leg has this big splotch of like gray, almost like very tabby <laughs> sort of coloring. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like one little spot on the back of his right front paw that is gray. Like it just looks so a circle. Funny. Yeah. And I think he's going to end up having stripes in his gray areas. Yeah. It sort of looks like that's forming. It does. It so. does look like he's gonna be a little stripey boy. Yeah. Um, his name is Bagged Milk. It's very funny to me that his name is Bagged Milk because I'm like, have you ever had Bagged no. Milk? No. <laughs> well, Never you come over. It. I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'll clearly, bring some I, home to him. Yeah, I support this name. It'll be spoiled, but you know. Well, you know, it's <laughs> the thought that counts. Yeah, exactly. I'll bring a little one. Um, milk- a bagged milk-sized bagged milk. Yeah. I mean, he's probably smaller than a bag of milk right now. Per- yes, I would say so. <laughs> definitely definitely the case he is so teeny tiny um and bean is not a fan of him yet (laughs) yeah i did get him literally yesterday it's been less than 24 hours since he's arrived he's in my bathroom and we have a big bathroom bathroom so it gives him plenty of space to run around but bean's not yet a fan she has hissed at him through the door a couple of times yeah and just like generally sniffing and like just like standing on the other side of the door and thrashing her tail around. Mm-hmm. So just general cat territorial stuff. Yeah. I but think I think though. they'll. Yeah. It's just the thing about cats is that. I mean, I'm so impatient, but cats really need just time. Yeah. And you're doing to get it used right. To each other's like smells. Got them, you know, on other sides of a door. Um, yeah. Feeding them on either side of the door so that they get used to each other's smells yeah. and associate their smells with good stuff. That sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Given little Milko Baggins a safe space. Yeah. Milko Baggins has a safe space <laughs> in the bathroom. He has these spring toys that he does not know how to stop freaking out about. He also tore the toilet paper off. Oh, my God. The roll. Yeah. Which was lucky because it was, like, basically an empty roll. Well. So the fresh one we put somewhere he can't reach. <laughs> um, and then, you know, hopefully in the future he will, when he no longer lives in the bathroom, he will... Simply just not do that. What is with cats and their innate sense of destruction? I don't know. I just... He has toys. Yeah. I mean, Fergus has loads of toys, but this morning at, I don't know what time, too early for me to want to be awake, he decided that my new weighted blanket um, was his enemy, and he just started scratching it, like, (laughs) the whole, like, for no reason. And I was like, what has this ever done to you? (laughs) Like, I literally don't yeah. know so Liv, like, i also covered need to it give with, like, a uh, pillowcase and then he curled up and slept on it and i was like okay king <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> that's so funny um what was i gonna say oh yeah i also need to give bagged milk a bath soon probably today oh is he stinky and he's not stinky but you see like 
I don't know if they gave him a bath since they brought him in from being a stray. And we know he doesn't have fleas or anything like that. Mm. So it's not like dangerous. But he's just he's just a little he's very fluffy because he's a kitten. But he's also like kind of a little gross. You know, like um, the way that cats fur feel like or when like you like a fur coat. Yeah. Not like a real fur coat, obviously. A fake fur coat. That's cruel. Uh, that was uh, if and if I had a million dollars song reference, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know that song? Yeah, I do. Okay, good, good. I'm glad that our fathers had the same music taste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um so he he's just a little bit a little bit scruffy and like the white of his fur isn't super white. So That's I'm like, like um, let me give him a little scrub down. How Todd was like sticky. Yeah. What is it with kittens <laughs> just being sort of weirdly gross? Yeah, he's just it's just like kids. Kids are weirdly gross You're and like right. for no good reason. They're just sort of sticky and greasy. And he knows how to use the litter box, but also he just sat in it earlier, like laid down in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're such a bitch. Ew. Like he covers up his stuff too, That's so like good. he was technically leaning le- or laying on top of clean-ish litter. Like, yeah, yeah, still gross. But he still kind of went over there and like laid down and looked at me like I was the weird one. Yeah, and I was like, I'm definitely not the weird one here, but okay, King. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for all of the updates of uh, yeah. the new bag milk. Yeah, bag milk updates will ensue. Also, Christmas happened. What did you get for Christmas? I feel like we didn't even really discuss that much. (laughs) Yeah. A weighted blanket. Yeah. Because Um, also your trip got canceled, so like some of your presents are probably. Yeah. What a weird Christmas I had. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Say more about this. Yeah. So I was supposed to fly out of Buffalo to go with like Liv's grandpa and their whole family down in Oklahoma. But the weekend of Christmas and Christmas Eve was like a snowpocalypse, basically. And Lake Effect Snow shut down airports across like Southern Ontario and the Buffalo Airport fully closed Mm -hmm. down. They were like, we have no visibility. Nothing is going in or out of here. And so our flights all get canceled. But because my parents lived next to a lake where there was also huge snow squalls and Lake Effect Snow... We couldn't go there either on Christmas right? because we would have had to drive through places that were in blizzard warning and also the roads were sh- all shut down anyway. Um, so we stayed at um, our apartment and uh, played video games all day. Um, we did do like presents with each other because I didn't like I still had them here and Liv had presents here also. So we like exchanged gifts with each other. And then made it to my parents' house on Boxing Day, and then did Christmas there after, and did like more gifts there, and still had Christmas dinner, which was nice. But everything was Yay. like shifted off in a weird way, because like yeah, we were. Didn't you guys decorate uh, one of Liv's plants? Yeah, we did. Tree? Yeah, the Dracina. it looked very cute. Yeah, we we put little fairy lights on it and put our little two presents under it. <laughs> we were like, like Christmas tree. <laughs> And Very we, Charlie Brown of you. Yeah, and then we ordered um, shawarma poutine for Christmas dinner, and it was yeah. Honestly, it was shout bad. out to that shawarma poutine place for being open on Christmas. Oh my god, I know it's it's it was so clutch, and especially because it's a place that is right outside my apartment. So like we go down to the main floor, walk two minutes, and it's there. So like we didn't have to drive. Oh, anywhere. that's awesome. Yeah, so you don't even have to like worry yeah. about the snow yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we didn't have to do delivery and make someone else worry about snow. So. We just yeah, walked true. over there. Um, so yeah, Very it was nice. weird. Little, we little ended up going Christmas to my hike. parents. Yeah, going went to my parents. Did 
presents stuff there. Liv said one of my presents went to Oklahoma and is now waiting to get to me. I don't know what it is yet, but yeah, exciting. Yeah. Um, we still made it work. Yeah, we did. I and mean, it's better. It fun. Like, thank God you guys have moved in together now because. Oh, I know. Imagine the fucking disaster individual I would have to deal with <laughs> if you couldn't visit live on Christmas. No, exactly. If I couldn't visit anyone, like if I was just stuck here alone because, I, again, like in the situation, I wouldn't have been able to go to my parents or to Liv's place. I was just right in. <laughs> Um, but also, I know that you would be like, I can't see my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah for and sure. this is very valid. And I would be like, you poor thing. But I would also be like, oh, my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You'd be like, OK, just play Minecraft with me. Like, like damn, just play Minecraft and cry. Get over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. But no, it turned um, out fine overall. I mean, it sucks that we didn't get to go see their family at all. Um, yeah. But, you know, there will be other opportunities. Other holidays. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas was was pretty pretty fun, pretty chill. Played some played some good board games. Um, nice. Yeah, weighted blanket, very good. My sister got that for me before I even like sent. You her said it was ideas. a weighted cooling blanket yes. too, right? Yeah. Which is, I'm interested in this because I think the idea of weighted blankets awesome, but I can't get behind them because I overheat under them. Mm. Yeah. So weighted blanket that also has cooling technology yeah yeah fascinating to me yeah um i'm because i want to be in a little little cocoon little yeah. cave like i'm covered in a few pebbles uh-huh like uh, like some soft rocks are on top of me like i'm getting <laughs> crushed by like giles Corey uh from fucking salem massachusetts um more weight i say as you put another weighted blanket on top of me um me. but i yeah i don't want to be too warm yeah so this seems interesting to me yeah she she really uh got exactly like i just said like oh yeah i'd love to have a weighted blanket and then when i opened it she's like yeah i actually got this for you months ago because i remember you mentioned it <laughs> one time before and i was like holy shit girl she's really good at gift giving um yeah she got live a plant um and put it in a little like pottery vase thing that she made herself what'd you fucking drop um, you good bestie popped out of my chair you know <laughs> <laughs> ma'am i don't know what's happening <laughs> girl who cursed your home i don't know for real a witch put a curse on me <laughs> yeah i guess so jesus but yeah anyway. kate like made little pottery thing and put a plant in it and gave it to live and that was very cute um Aww. And speaking of pottery, Liv and I are starting a pottering, pottery class this Wednesday every week. Yay! So, you know, there's that. Are you going to do, like, the, the table? What's it called? You're, you're going to do, like, the throwing? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, it's like a beginner I class. Haven't even, I don't even... It's like free free-for-all. Like, you just go, you learn some techniques and make whatever you want. Do you guys have plans of what you want to make? Like, you're like, we need this for our house. Let's make this. Um, I want to make a little honey pot um oh i like that yeah i think it would be cute otherwise i agree um not sure i think i'm just gonna have fun i'd like to make like more like vase type things because i only have one mm. um Ooh, yeah uh yeah maybe more but those sound hard things. yeah well i've got like i don't i don't know how many months of lessons three months <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them yeah. essentially yeah so you can learn i'll get there <laughs> 
I want to. So one of my roommates works at a like the place where you can paint pottery. Yeah. And I want to go in there and do that. Yeah, I love doing that. Um, it's very fun. It's cute. But one of my friends is also going to the class, and she's been doing it since like last summer. So she will give me all the hot tips. Also, oh, I love that. <laughs> love that for you. Yeah. Okay, we've been talking for like 18 minutes, and this is also going to be a juicy chapter. So oh yeah, mayhaps we should talk about the chapter? Yeah, just, you know, so much happened in the last week. I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even tell talk about my presence. Yeah, you should. My presence. Your presence. <laughs> I got you a video game. <laughs> yeah, you got me a Coral Island, which is the like the new Stardew Valley, <laughs> essentially. Yep. Yeah, I haven't is. played it yet. I meant to play it on New Year's Eve, but then I ended up with a fever. going and playing Gardic Phone online with people. So, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I got a fever. I was going to go clubbing. I was, oh, there was this awesome, like, drag show and, like, club event. They do it, like, every month, and there was one on New Year's Eve, and I'm very sad that I didn't get to go. But it's okay. I just hung out and played some video games with some friends. That's fun. Um, and then my fever was gone by the next day, so that's cool. I think it was just, like, a little... I was really, I was working a lot, and I think my yeah. body was just like, nope, you're donezo. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That was a forced that's shutdown. Fine. It really was. It was like, do-do-do-do. <laughs> I like how my Windows shutdown sound is getting worse and worse yeah. every time I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like more and more off key. But yeah, that was what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I got that. I got um, I got a stationary bike for my home was oh, my yeah, big that's present. that's so cool. Yeah, I used it for the first time yesterday. Amazing. Oh, that's So nice. I'm going to use it all the time. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, And then some other stuff I got. I got a Stardew Valley um, blue chicken plushie. Uh, I'm so jealous. He's so cute. And I don't know, some other stuff. Bean got catnip and uh, little toys, including a mouse toy. What? Yeah, it was a cat massager. Oh, I think like, I saw pics of it from Liv. Yeah, it's like a little rolly thing that you like roll along his like back or face or whatever. He purrs a lot. My sister sewed Bean a mouse toy. Oh, it was very cute. <laughs> that is very cute. Yeah, those are some things I got, and also that Bean got. Yeah, and also Bean ha- got a son for New Year's. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a son. There's a chance that it's a, it's a girl, by the way. Oh, I didn't know but, that. But, like, I'm pretty sure it's a boy. I looked at his butt. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely see if there's little balls. Well, I guess yeah, but he's not kitten, big enough for so that. They're not, yeah, they're yeah. not big enough. Well. But there's still, like, believe me, I looked at a diagram online to see the difference. <laughs> and I looked at his little butt, and he was really mad about it. And I think he's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, back so, is a gender-neutral name, so... That's true. I don't, yeah, but I like also that my cats have ridiculous names. <laughs> and <laughs> also that bean can be another word for clit, and bagged milk could be a word for tits. <laughs> oh no, I didn't think of it. <laughs> I didn't think of it until after I decided on bagged milk, and then I was like, oh my I've God. just, I've just. I've just done something. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing: is now I'm gl- I don't feel as bad being like bagged milk. You mean like titties? Because that was my first thought. So, yeah, no, uh, clearly there's something going on subconsciously. Yeah, I I see I see pussy as in a cat, <laughs> and I- <laughs> 
there's just a connection that's made yeah. there. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not a furry, so mm. jot that down. Mm. <laughs> Jury's out on that one. <laughs> furry jury is out. <laughs> Oh no, I got called in for furry jury duty. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Guys, I'm the only non furry that got called in for furry jury duty. <laughs> they're definitely going to keep me because they're going to want a different opinion. Yeah. Ugh, this sucks. <laughs> anyway, let's read the chapter. Let's read, the, let's, let's uh, okay. talk about this book. Okay. Chapter 24 Snap, Snap decision. decision. Our favorite kind of decision. So Bella's lying on the cold, hard ground. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Um, the Swifties can't be mad at us. They literally can't. We do so much. We do so much for them. Although maybe we, like, take away from it by mentioning every time we do so much for them. Whatever. Uh, anyway. It wouldn't be us be if grateful. we didn't point out how much we do for someone. True, true, true. We could never do something just out of the kindness of our own heart no. and without expecting something back. No. <laughs> Me, a good person? <laughs> no. <laughs> More unlikely than you think. Just as unlikely as you think. Yeah, so she's face down on her sleeping bag, which is hilarious. <laughs> what a vibe. I know. I'm like, wow, I actually relate. She also says across the sleeping bag, which makes you feel like she like kind of flopped yeah. down on it, and she's not like straight not, yeah. up on it. Yeah, uh, it's very good. It's me after the new moon drinking game. <laughs> Oh my god, it is. That's actually so true. <laughs> that picture is so good. <laughs> that picture haunts me. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know what picture we're talking about, join our Discord. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Exclusive pictures of M on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Edward has come back after this whole Jacob nonsense. And he immediately is like, it's not your fault. Jacob was being more cunning and manipulative than I would have thought. Um, he was fully going to kiss you, even if you hadn't asked for it. He was absolutely not going to do the whole noble sacrifice thing. It was just manipulation, right. top to bottom. And I'm like, thank you, Edward, for noticing. Because so he's, true. he's in the wolf pack minds now, and Jacob's all gloating about it in his little wolf brain. So Edward can oh my God. through Seth. Yeah, that whole um, manipulation thing with jacob then had some uh very interesting uh, real world applications in my life right yeah. after uh i just uh, dealt with some uh, manipulation mm, mm. per mm, just girly things some real just way more disgusting than <laughs> the jacob situation yeah in a different way i would say yeah it, very different but also just men being manipulative to get just, what they want mm, <laughs> yeah men being awful so, uh, oh, a lot happened since our last recording. <laughs> a lot happened since our last recording. Oh, man. Okay. Well, anyway, what were we talking about? Um, we, yeah, Edward. Oh, yeah. Edward's the like so understanding about yeah. it. Yeah. He's like, you got manipulated and I'm not surprised. Like you have, you know, you're, you're kind and blah, blah, blah. You're a bad liar. So you couldn't tell that he was lying. <laughs> um, and you know what? You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm not sorry that you broke your elbow. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm kind. I kind of wish that Edward was more mad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a bit. The he's one thing way that, too. Yeah. Like he's understanding, but he also isn't understanding, and also like a bit jealous, or like you he's don't see any of the enough. anger. Yeah. 
he's not reacting like at all. Because he says that he's like, he's damn, that's crazy. He's, anyway, he's mad that Bella asked Jacob to kiss her because now he has quote unquote no reason to pummel Jacob. But I'm like, right? No, I think his manipulation is still reason enough to pummel him because that was still bad no. Behavior. I agree. Like, why does it matter at this point that he? got Bella to ask him when it was still completely under duress. Um, yeah. And she does go again to say, like, yeah, she does love Jacob, but she loves Edward more. And, like, fair enough. You know? It's like Edward says. Cool that she lays that all out, honestly. Yeah. And it's like Edward points it out. He's like, yeah, I left you, and he was there to stitch up a wound that I left. Of course, that's going to leave its mark on both of you. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just walk away and have no feelings towards each other after that. But he's too calm about it. And Bella's like, okay, well, like, can you fight back? Like, why are you just saying, like, you know, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll step away if you want to. I won't make you choose. And it's like, no, fight for me. I want to be wanted by you. He's saying he can be noble and you can have whatever part of me you want or none at all, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, cool for, like, I guess, like, polyamorous King Edward. But, like... (laughs) (laughs) This is actually the, the, this is the textual evidence for a throuple between them. Oh my god, you're so right. I found it. Yep. It's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, so she suddenly gets very mad and like being like, why aren't you fighting back? And he's surprised at first and he's like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I'm not trying to just make you feel better. Like, I actually mean it. And she's like, I know, but I want you to like fight for me instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she starts making out with him. (laughs) Um, Really great moment for that. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. I think I see what Stephanie Meyer is trying to do. And this could be such a good scene. Sure. It could be such a good scene. There are the blueprints of a good scene, like a, a romantic betrayal, but it's under duress. Yeah. And then the weirdly understanding, and I wish he would be, like, a little bit more angry, but we can sort of get, like, they're sort of mad at each other, but they're sort of not, and she feels awful, and blah, 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 and... You know, passion, then she has this, passion like, betrayal, passionate makeout. Right, exactly. And like, like I want her to be like, you know, shoving him, even though obviously he doesn't move at all. And she's, she's like, like, fight for me, fight for me. me. Choose me, love No, me. literally. <laughs> and I want him to kiss her first. Yeah, but. I, I, <laughs> yeah. And I want him to kiss her first and then realize that it's not a good idea and break away and be like, it's too cold in here and all these reasons he eventually gives. But like, he never breaks his composure. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. The moment, the most he says is like, careful love, which is like, okay, sure, you say love, whatever. whatever. But he like never, I don't know. I also think that they're, a part of this is, they know this battle is about to start. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, like, the last night before the battle or, like, the last moments that I want to have, like, a passionate, like, fiery, romantic side to it. And there's not. And it's very yawn. I just, yeah, it's because Edward does not show any passion. Like, this whole fucking series has been about his restraint and not letting go go of control and always needing to, like, be as careful as possible. He barely kisses her. He barely holds her. And he can't, like, ever lose any semblance of control. Even in just the, oh, I really want to make out with you. So I'm just going to do it and go for it. 
Um, right. So it just, it makes for overall a very tame romance. Like, it's a romance series with very little spicy romance. Right, exactly. Like, ugh, there's so much potential here. Yeah, there's so much. And it's just not what I want it to be. <laughs> And again, I say this as someone who reads a lot of spicy romance, oh, like sure. thinly veiled, very smut. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it is some of my favorite works. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super here for the spicy little you know plot, but also smut sort of stories. All right, I'm here. Yeah, for which it. is why we're gonna have an Akatar podcast yes, exactly. after this one. I'm really excited. Um, Me too. I don't want to wait, but also we don't have time. So <laughs> we are getting there uh, sooner and sooner um yep yep so yeah edward's like okay that's enough and he has five reasons why they need to stop kissing which is like come on you're making this so like unsexy <laughs> you're like, like really this is the moment. so boring yeah so first is his reasons are weirdly strict morals um yep. <laughs> it's still freezing cold and he is a cold person um he doesn't want to do this on account of anything jacob black has done which is actually a valid which reason i think i cannot believe that came forth I because know. the third one was that she actually does smell which is hilarious oh yes she is in fact bella stinky, stinky. <laughs> he said it yeah. here in his own words she stinks i predicted this in the first episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think it was the first episode i predicted this very it was like, at least the second that. episode <laughs> yeah um but I really, I cannot believe that that was his fourth point, though, that he didn't, because, like, I'll make good on my promise about boning before she turns into a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but he'd rather it wasn't in, retali- in reaction or retaliation to something Jacob did, which I agree with yep. and can totally see. I just wanted them to do some making out, you know? I know, I, know. I know. Anyway. And then his begins. last thing is that the fight is about to start. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Seth howls, but he's just whining because he is forced to stay behind for his own protection. Um, Edward is now basically giving a play-by-play because he's in Seth's head, which therefore means he can see everything the pack is seeing because they're all mind-linked. Yeah, so Edward turns into a color commentator. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's amazing. Yeah, newborns Uh, caught the scent. They followed the trail and split into their two groups as predicted. The ambush plan is The newborns appreciate the trail. Worked like a charm. Jasper's a genius. <laughs> like that real sort good of old timey. <laughs> that old timey. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't do it that well, and I need like a voice filter over it. Yeah. But you get what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> it's actually very funny. We started watching The Legend of Korra yesterday, and I forgot mm-hmm. how much like 20s themed it feels with like you know radio commentary on like the um they've got what is it pro bending matches. Right. And they listen to them on the radio, and it's like that fully like 20s radio commentator style. <laughs> I love that. It's very funny. <laughs> Roaring 20s core. Yeah, exactly. We are, we are, we should be back in that now. We're in the 20s again. Let's bring it. Yeah, let's do it again. Okay, great. And, and then, and for my final act, I shall have my Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So the vampire army down below is talking about Bella and that they have orders to make sure she doesn't escape. Um, right. Apparently. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Right. And a newborn picks up uh, the scent of Bella at some point, like that there's an alternate trail. Um, but Leah took, takes down the newborn that caught Bella scent before he could even turn around. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, she's good. But also 
her brother is also the one that's up there, up at the mountain. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I and I think it's also like, yeah, like good job she did that, but also like that's her little baby brother, her little Seth. Yeah, I think you know, in obviously Edward's perspective is gonna think, oh, thanks for protecting us. Yeah, but definitely Leah, her subconscious or consciousness is gonna be like, that's my little brother. I'm gonna protect him. Yeah, I still so, think it's cool. That though. makes a lot of sense. Um, no absolutely no she's super cool yeah and regardless of what the reasoning is the fact that her protectiveness makes her so strong yeah and fast and able to you know immediately shut that shit down yeah hot girl shit exactly she's just out here doing hot girl shit um so suddenly both seth and edward freeze up not even breathing and bella's like oh no who did we lose who we lose somebody's dead what's going on (laughs) yeah she's fucking freaking out uh yeah Edward tears them out of the tent. She's just sort of like, I hear a ripping sound and suddenly it's blinding white around me. I guess he tore us out of the tent. (laughs) Open the fucking door. (laughs) You don't have to ruin a tent. (laughs) No, he must ruin ruin the tent. Just the same as when he protects Bella and throws her into a a table. (laughs) It's so annoying. (laughs) It's like... You have all of the speed and, like, mental acuity to, like, calculate out all of your movements as you're doing them at, like, hyperspeed, but you can't figure out how to not be destructive. (laughs) Yeah, I really think, like, I think we give them too much credit on, like, not being destructive. Like, I really think that they forget how easily things break and, like, people break. Yep. So, like, even, yeah, even though you have, like, the technical capacity to like sort of get this slowed down time and you can do things very quickly i don't think they really it's just the nature that get unless they're thinking about it that much speed it comes with that much strength in equal measure like as soon as you speed up how quickly you're doing these movements it's coming at a huge amount of force so you're just gonna break shit yeah anyway Bella's so out then of the tent, out of the tent and she's like she's freaking out comparing herself to the third <sighs> wife she's like i'm gonna kill myself yeah. <laughs> and we're all like literally, oh okay literally nothing <laughs> has happened except that edward is like oh shit and she's like i'm ready to i'm ready to die I'll, i will kill myself for like, them. i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna kill myself and i'm like this is me at any minor inconvenience <laughs> <God>. <laughs> realizes as edward is like looking around and like bracing her back against a wall of like oh i know what's happening it's relief nothing had gone wrong in the clearing horror the crisis was here and i was like m dashes m dashes we're up to 25 m dashes uh at this point (laughs) in the chapter yeah i forgot that you were counting still that's crazy I that wasn't at first, but then they got excessive again, and I was like, I gotta go back and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Marty! <laughs> We've gotta go back. <laughs> so Victoria's here. Surprise! Back to the future. Um, yeah, it's Victoria. Who could have possibly foreseen this happening? Yeah. I was hoping that the Volturi were also gonna be around, but... I think I reasoned through this before that it wouldn't make sense because they do it way more on the DL. Yeah. They but don't. I am confused as to why they didn't, like, stop it right. sooner. Right. Fair point. Um, because but, this is literally going against their rules with the vampire army thing. Yeah. Well, And, yeah, like, she was doing it in the city. It was way more. It was super obvious. It was, like, serial killings. It was bad. You know. Maybe so, I don't know. Plot convenience. 
Yo, what? <laughs> Stephanie Meyer doing plot convenience. That definitely didn't happen literally last chapter. <laughs> and the chapter before that. Mm-hmm. So Victoria is here. She caught Edward's scent and went after him, assuming Bella would be with him. Which, yep, that's exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> 32 M dashes. <laughs> yeah. In the moment she was right. You were right. Victoria is It was here. always Victoria. Yep. Um, she's got a blonde boy with her, her little boy toy. Um, which is crazy yeah so i at first was like victoria you pedophile (laughs) (laughs) um but it does say he was like maybe uh he was maybe bella's age when he was turned so it was around 18 yeah but he could be younger than that or so i'm like victoria pedo we do we do learn that it is riley who was in the newspaper from the very beginning of this book as having gone missing um, oh yeah i forgot that entirely yeah so did it say how old he was in that um it probably did i didn't bother to go look but he's supposed to be like uh i think around how f- age i'm doing a bunch of scrolling okay um i can just <laughs> like how it, early i can safely this... do that without spoiling anything well i want to find it okay you can do that um yeah age one turned 18 in the books but in the films 19 for some reason <laughs> Probably because they were like, this is slightly less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I didn't find it. Whatever. Um, I'm upsetty. That's okay. All right. So Riley's there. Yeah. Um, and then Victoria comes out of the forest, and we have the the gayest few paragraphs that we have had in a hot second. <laughs> and I'm just gonna do some reading. Okay. All right. Her eyes were black with thirst. There was a striking feline quality to the way she held her coiled body, a lioness waiting for an opening to spring. She could not keep her eyes from my face any more than I could keep mine from hers. Tension rolled off of her, nearly visible in the air. I could feel the desire, the all-consuming passion that held her in its grips. Hello? Yeah, how is this the most sexually, like, tense thing that Stephanie Meyer has ever written? And it's she's been writing two different romances. Yeah, it's completely unintentional on her part, but she and just made it the the most gay, sexy thing that she's written in the entire three books so far. It is, and again, it's so interesting how just this is how vampires are supposed to be sexy and dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And the sexiest we've gotten has been with Laurent, and now with Victoria. Yeah, like Edward's just an awkward little man. Edward's so boring. Big yawn, yawn, honk shoe, honk shoe, sleepy time, tea bear moment. Yeah. Where's the danger? Where's the, I want to kill you? Where's the intrigue? Well. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's got this blonde boy with her and Bella's like, I see exactly what's going to happen. That guy's going to attack and distract Edward while Victoria goes after me. She'll probably kill me in a way that I can't be repaired with vampire venom. How would that work? Hmm. Maybe if she crushes my heart. Yep, that would pretty much do it. Well, mm-hmm. I guess this is the end now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, well. And so Edward had asked or had told Seth to leave. Yeah. Which I'm confused about. I don't know why he asked him to leave. Um, Probably for protection. He's like, this kid's 15. I don't want him here. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Edward's a good guy. But, like, he's still, like, yeah, yeah, he's still an asset. I don't know. I mean. Anyway. It, fair enough, but he's, like, a very new werewolf with no fighting experience. And he's True. 15 years old. 
and and he's a teenager boy yeah. yeah he was he was meant to be there as like the communication vessel and really not meant to be in the fight because even the pack was like we don't want him in the fight so edward's like yeah, yeah. i gotta get him out of here <laughs> and so when i hear a wolf's howl of an immense distance away i think that's jacob turns out it's not but <laughs> we'll get to that later yeah uh so edward starts reading the 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 boy's mind and he addresses him as riley and tells mm-hmm. him that victoria is lying she doesn't love him if she's lied to all these other you know vampires in the army about she'll be there to help them if they need it which she's not clearly she would lie to him too and he has like a moment of being like who do i who do i trust like i mean that sort of sounds like it could be true and he like brings james into it like you're just a tool to help her get her vengeance she doesn't really love you and um i just think yeah that's a pretty fun use of edward's mind reading as like a battle i agree and not just like yeah not just oh i can read what your thoughts so i know what you're gonna move it's like i can read your thoughts so i can pinpoint your doubts and your weaknesses and try to manipulate you (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I also made this note. I think this is awesome. This is like a great use of his power in a way that we didn't really think about in a battle situation, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Because, he, yeah, he, he's just like sort of lays into like, you know, finds all because as soon as he starts talking about Victoria, that's going to make Riley think more about things that have happened with her and give Edward right. more ammo to work with. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, see, you've you've heard it. Moments in her voice where, like, it's, you know, it sounded like she was just trying to deal with it for one more day until she could, you know, get rid of you. You were never even meant to survive this. Like, you should Yeah, go. exactly. <laughs> like, he says, like, she wants to have you die so that she doesn't have to keep, like, pretending she loves you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great, too, because we know he has this mind-reading power. And then Riley also knows that he can read Victoria's thoughts. Exactly. So he's like, okay, maybe he's actually reading her thoughts. Like, she knows what this is. Um, Victoria finally speaks up, and she's like, I warned you about their mind games. It's just to control you. It's just manipulation. I love you, Riley. And I think at this point, given that she's had, like, basically a year with this kid, manipulating him and gaslighting him and exerting her control over him it's no surprise that like with her reassurance he's like yeah i'm i'm with her she's my girl (laughs) yeah and this is totally like another layer of obviously like supernaturally uh imbued but like this is like more manipulation here from victoria upon this young boy who she turned and now she is his only guide so he's gonna trust her and she's claiming that she loves him but she's just using him as a tool for her vengeance so that's like super interesting to see from this side. Mm-hmm. And also, like I don't know, I just think it's cool. I think it's an interesting, um, I don't know, to see a female villain who's using sort of her her sexuality and her, you know, attractiveness in order to be like, you know, I love you, you're mine because I love you so much as like that's her manipulation right. tactic. I think it's I think it's good. I think it's fun to read. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it's not the monstrous feminine, but it feels in the same vein as that. Because the monstrous feminine is usually when that becomes something grotesque. Yeah. But this is still something that is being used for evil. So it feels like it's along the same Mm -hmm. lines where, um, yeah, uh, sex and sexuality and romance is just being used as a manipulation and, and like an abuse tactic. And like this kid dies for it. Yeah. 
I think it's and this a is really just like a child. It's tragic. It's, yeah, it's a really compelling tragedy in this sort of final. It's our first time meeting Riley. And okay, it, Benoit Blanc compels me though. <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes no, no damn sense. sense. Compels me compels though. Compels me though. <laughs> oh God! Did you watch? I haven't Glass seen Onion? Glass Onion oh, yet. God. I would watch it. again. I really want to watch it. Um, Ooh, okay. I've like I. Turned it on for two seconds, then turned it off because I was like, I don't want to watch it by myself. So yeah, we <laughs> maybe we'll watch, watch it, it together. Um, yeah, sounds good. But and you can watch me watch it for the first no, time, exactly. which I feel like is always fun it, to do with, like especially fun. a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna have I was gonna watch it with my parents actually because they had interest interest in watching it, but we never got around to it because again, mm. I just like watching people watch something like that for the first time. Oh, same. It's so interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like. We meet Riley for the first time in this chapter, and we see his end by the end of this chapter, and it it's wrapped up in such a like poignant tragedy of yeah of, of his his life and his death of just like oh shit like you were a tool from the beginning to the end and couldn't see it. Um, it's yep. yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking. Also, side comment that Victoria has a high babyish soprano voice that should go. With I was going to mention curls and pink bubble gum. <laughs> Yeah, so this is weird. Um, I really hope they don't do this in the movie because I don't want to get this much of an ick from Victoria because I think she's sexy as fuck. <laughs> um, but I I do find this compelling as well, Benoit Blanc moment. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. Another form of weaponizing femininity. Exactly. It's weaponizing that sort of innocence. Like, oh, I have such a high little cutesy voice. And like a lovey-dovey voice yeah, exactly. too. exactly. Um, it's also fascinating that we haven't heard her speak before now yeah um she's been such a presence but we've never heard her talk no it's interesting because bella's remarking like oh i expected you know from all my dreams when she spoke it would be a snarl but instead it's this high-pitched sort of baby talk voice <laughs> and she's like i mean did she talk in the first book um no i guess not she talks in the movie which is why it sort of throws you got off, it. i think because she's like i'm the one with the wicked curveball <laughs> Oh, so true. She does say that. Yeah. And she, I'm sure, does have a wicked curveball. <laughs> she definitely does. Um, she's, like, so great at baseball. She's kind of an icon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's so sexy. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and in this moment, Seth comes flying out of nowhere and tears into Riley. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go off, King. I absolutely love Seth coming back. I think it yeah. shows his character where he's like, no, like, these people need help. They're about to be in danger. I have, I'm, I was made to fight vampires. I'm going to do my part to make sure nobody gets hurt. That's what I think is yeah. happening in his head. He's like, no. Oh, I'm for sure. <laughs> and it took, I loved this whole battle scene for a lot of, okay, I think, again, seemed fine, could be better written, can't wait to see it visually. Mm-hmm. That being said, I really do appreciate this scene and it taught me a lot about vampire and werewolf anatomy and fighting because it says that the huge wolf like rips and tears into the blonde vampire and something white and hard smacks into the rocks by Bella's feet and she cringes away from it and I'm like a bone like a like Holt voice bone um Um, But then later, like on the next page, it talks about another heavy white chunk flying into the forest. And I'm like, oh, it's it's 
it's marble vampire. Yeah. He's ripping off pieces of his body. Yeah. And of course he uh, like of course he wouldn't bleed. He's bloodless. Yeah. So it's just pure like shards hard, and, like the shards of shards of, of of vampire rock yeah. body. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's pretty gruesome. Like um it, it talks about how Riley comes back and he's missing part of his hand and then another piece of him goes missing and he's like got like, you know, sort of clawed hands with chunks missing out of him. Yeah. And it's it's just like it's really paints a picture of like the unnatural bodies of vampires of like, oh, like he's getting ripped apart and he still co- keeps getting up and coming back and getting up and coming back. Right. Um, it's super gory. It's super grotesque. And I very much worry that the movie is not going to do it justice. Yeah. What it, how it feels in my head. Because I love, like, it. yeah, I think you were saying it mentions his hands are mangled, but he still curls them into claws mm-hmm. of, like, mangled stone ripped apart yeah. semi-flesh. Yeah. And I'm like, I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. I want to see it so bad. And, like, theoretically he should also have bone in there yeah like i don't know exactly how the makeup works but like unless they magically transform into a marble statue which (laughs) i don't think happens i think it's just like all the blood is and it becomes supernatural or whatever he should still have you know veins and organs and whatever but like they are they have just solidified it's like um, and there is no more liquid in him and so i just want to see that in a way right how exactly it glossy and hard um that's how i sort of yeah. imagine their organs become exactly and like i want to see like the guts hanging out but like not in the way that you would think they would <laughs> because they're all petrified and they're just grotesque but you can still see the bones and you know like they tear his arm off at some point and i want to see like yeah yeah that shard um, I don't think it's gonna be visualized like that, but I would love to see it, and I would love to like, I would love to see like fan art of that as well because I will say it just sounds super cool. I will say the fight scene stuff that they cover in Eclipse is better than how it initially looked back in Twilight because that James fight with the mirror <laughs> looked like trash. They didn't show anything of the vampires. It was like blurred yeah. background of him getting ripped apart and burned. Yeah, remember they put a blur in, but he still moved at regular speed. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> so they definitely do it better. Um, I will just say that. Um, what a great movie. Yeah, truly. What what art? <laughs> truly an art form. So Edward need to watch it again. Yeah, Edward's taunting Victoria because she's starting to retreat, which is what she does as soon as like she doesn't have the upper hand. She's good at knowing when to leave. And he starts taunting her like, she'll never get another chance. You worked all year for this. When are you going to be able to make this happen again? James needed her back in uh, Phoenix to know when to escape. Unfortunately, he didn't Yeah, he's like, <laughs> right, like, you weren't there, so we killed him because you couldn't help. Yeah. And, like, and he digs into that even more, being like, and even if you, like, were there to help, like, you were just a tool for him. You were a tool to help him escape. Yeah, is it really, like... he like... didn't actually love you as much as you loved him. Exactly. It's, Which who knows if that's true, but he is picking up on that insecurity and digging yeah, into it yeah. and being like, this is what it is. And, you know, how, who is she to doubt that right. because he can read it's those minds so and maybe good. he did read it it's earlier. so good, like using this mind reading tactic in this way. I really love to see Yeah, it. <laughs> he's very clever. He it's cool to see 
him in his element in like a battle way but still being clever yeah. because I think he's like generally Edward's pretty nerdy I would say <laughs> and like I consider him being like more bookish yeah. than like I agree straight up fighty even though like we see him in like very protective modes in a way it's... I think in his natural state he's much more of like he's calculating he, he's yeah, and so it's cool to see that being used in his battle strategies. Yeah, it, it's sort of like we're watching him play almost a, a verbal chess match in a way, where he, yeah. he's making these these moves on purpose to, to rile right. someone up and to taunt them into doing exactly. what he wants them to do. Yeah, because the whole point is that he knows if she runs, they won't catch her. She's yeah. very fast. She's very good at escaping. He wants to end this now. So what he's doing is manipulating her and, like, digging into all her insecurities so that she's so angry that she doesn't run and she turns and phases it because if she did run at this point she would be so ashamed of it yeah because he pointed out all these insecurities yep yeah i i really i really like um his tactics here then me too seth um sort of has has gotten up and circles closer to edward his tail brushes up against his back and victoria certainly sort of looks enraged thinking like, you know, wait, are, are you together? You're on the same side? How? And Edward says a weird cryptic thing, which Stephanie Meyer loves fucking doing, where Edward says they're not the same monster James tracked across Siberia. They're something different. And she's like, what? Different? Right. How? And I'm like, what does that mean? Why, why are you just yeah, dropping this in here and saying nothing more about it? I agree. What the fuck does this mean? Um, yeah. Queen of giving us nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. It's, uh, I guess, you know, I guess they have, but he is like dialing in on her fear of werewolves yeah. in some way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe there's a different sort of werewolf that is in Siberia. Sure. Which is super fascinating. And like, maybe they, James tracked something. Across. And I wish, we, I want to get more on that. I feel like that's never going to get mentioned right. again. Well, exactly. And I'm like, but say more about this. Because, like, we've read the chapter. We know Victoria gets God at the end of it. And so, like, where is this going after this? Like, it's... Right. Are we going to have... An, what, is this sub, what is this Siberia thing? We're not going to have anything more to follow up on for that. Because James is dead. Victoria is gone. Laurent's gone. Yeah. Cool. And again, this is where, where we get the strong negatives in having a first-person narrator. Yep. Where if we could pop into Edward's head for this chapter, so and much. of course this would be, there would be so much more we could get, and I think it would be a lot denser of a chapter. Oh, have you seen Midnight Sun? Dense is definitely yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that makes sense for someone who's like a, like a mind reader who can't necessarily control it, and especially in this chapter when he's using it actively. Yeah. You'd there have is definitely going to be thoughts happening at the same time, basically. Yeah, yeah. But he would especially be tuning in on all of Victoria's thoughts. And I would have loved to get, you know, I would have been okay with having a little side quest to like sort of flashes of the monster that James tracked across Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. Just so it makes a little bit more sense. But but it is kind of like, a random it's very, away. right now it's very much like when a character in a TV show gets a phone call yeah. and you can only hear his side of the conversation. I know. I know. <laughs> And like the other side of the line is like, burr, 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 burr. like the like the adults in like the the peanuts. Yeah. Or like Animal Crossing characters. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So we get nothing more about Siberia. Um, right. Seth is is leaping into action against Riley. He's honestly doing amazing, and I love him. Um, Me too. He gets backhanded into a cliff face, and a rain of rocks Vibes. comes down, and Bella catches one reflexively as it rolls down her arm. And I'm like, this Which girl's bitch? never caught a goddamn thing in her life. <laughs> what did she drop? Like, she dropped fucking... What was getting tossed at her in the movie that she dropped? Uh, I don't know. Like, they were playing volleyball. She, no, but it wasn't even just that. They were in the kitchen and she dropped something. Or maybe I'm melding something. I know she dropped shit into the sink twice in a row, that oh, one yeah. chapter. But I think I'm like, I don't know, like they tossed her like a freaking like apple or something and she dropped it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, uh, she's she's never caught a goddamn thing in her life, even when someone like lines it up for her yeah, and exactly. tosses it lightly into her palm. This. I'm like, oh, sure. Now that you're in adrenaline mode, suddenly you can catch something. Right. Just say, like, and all you have to do is say she picked it up off of the ground. <laughs> like, then I'd be like, yep, exactly. sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she can't tell who's winning in the blur of motion that has become Victoria and Edward because it's just blurs of movement and red hair and whiteness and sounds of things getting wrenched apart and it's yeah spooking her and it's metallic yeah. too yeah i love this um they're transformers it, it's oh, for real <laughs> and she's yeah she can't she can't tell who is winning but she knows that someone's getting fucked up in this fight between victoria and edward and then and Seth has Riley been, and Se- yeah. yeah, Seth is getting close to dying. Like he's kind of down on the ground. He had a few one ups on Riley, but Riley's sort of making it back. And so, of course, this fucking dead horse that we've been beating for the oh, entire book, yeah, finally comes to some sort of fruition where she's like, "I'm the third wife." Yeah, and she, it's gonna happen. Yeah, she positions and, the sharp rock along her arm, and she's like, "Damn." I can do it, though. It's going to hurt, but worth it. They need a distraction. It's so <laughs> wild. It's so wild that she's, like, she puts it against the crease of her elbow. Yeah. She could just, like, give herself, a like, a, like a smaller cut yeah. in a less painful location, and they would still get distracted. Yeah. But she's like, ah, yes, I must kill myself. <sighs> it's so ridiculous. Um... And, like, the whole thing with, like, the legend is... It's legend. It's supposed to be like the most dramatic event possible. Yeah. Like, even if it's a tr- like, you know, maybe it's a true story, but there's a very big chance that like, you know, things that fade into legend gain like traction in yeah, some ways yeah. and and s- snowball into things that are more dramatic. Yeah. You don't have to fucking bleed out. No, I know. To to distract them. You just need this little bit and she does. I think also she like I don't even know does she ever like actually the- get herself like cut? That's the thing is like it's written so unclear where it seems like she just positions it on her breathes arm, in breathes in about to do it and then all at once like you know the the action shifts and all the series of domino events happen and I'm like and then the chapter ends and I'm like does she, I swear she does it but it doesn't actually say here that she does it which is right. really she says, bad writing because I'm pretty sure she does it I'm pretty sure she does when I read back, but when I first read it, I thought she didn't. Yeah, no, exactly, because it doesn't say it like said, she started bleeding. I, it's just yeah, I got ready and I dug in and I I took no I took a deep breath in, and then yep, it says I prayed 
it would work that way again. I steeled myself and sucked in one deep breath. Victoria was distracted by the sound of my gasp. Right. And the the difficulty with that is because I think the deep breath in is then followed by the cut. And that gasp is of pain from the cut. But as a reader, I read those as the same breath. I yeah. read the, the intake of breath that she as pulls in. As the gasp in, that Victoria as got the distracted gasp. by. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's very weird. She Just saying, like... Victoria got distracted by the gasp and then I don't know her her nostrils flared as she breathed in smelling blood like just just one more line to make it clear yeah. exactly the order of events that that's happening because I was like this is weirdly unclear for a pivotal moment <laughs> yeah hilariously in this split second she can hear Edward sighing at her for being yeah. dramatic <laughs> which is just so good <laughs> also here's the other thing that about this moment is back when we like first were hearing about um alice being like who's the third wife like what what are you trying to do here um sort of thing Mm -hmm. you had the prediction like something in the fight was going to go wrong and bella was going to have to do it in the clearing or something to like distract yeah and it's like close enough (laughs) it's like i mean close enough but i also feel like we don't really know that things are like going that seriously wrong I don't know. Well, it, no, it says that he's about to rip out Seth's throat. Riley is. That part is true. So, like, I mean, like, it it could have been, like, much more disastrously wrong. But this is sort of the idea that I was thinking, like, someone's about to actually die. Yeah. And so she does it. And to be fair, like, if she hadn't done it, Seth would be a dead man. Probably dead so. Dead wolf. Probably so. So, like, a 15-year-old, too. Yeah. So, like, I feel vindicated in my prediction that I forgot about. Thank you for reminding me. I'm sure I did it. Uh, Yeah, you definitely (laughs) did. And I was just like, well, it's not that dramatic, but she does do it. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, I get, like, what you mean. Like, it would be in, like, the middle of the clearing in front of, like, everybody. Yeah. Um, Which I think would have been more exciting. But, you know. More exciting, but also, like, a way worse idea. Yeah. (laughs) Because Seth's not bothered by it, and Edward is used to it. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, of course, Victoria and Riley are going to be the ones who are distracted. Yeah. Um, whereas in the clearing all the good vampires except for edward would probably be like oh shit and carlisle (laughs) oh yeah right so true carlisle's there um but yeah um so victoria gets flung into a tree edward plants a foot against riley's back with his hand on his arm and rips it off that's fucking raw (laughs) fucking crazy that's insane Bella sees Riley's arm dragging itself across the ground. So creepy. That is so creepy. Seth tears off his other arm and Riley cries out for Victoria in like a pained it's voice. so sad. It's so sad. That like really struck me. I was like, this poor kid is just like getting torn to pieces. And he also doesn't even have like, even before vampirism, he's like, he's not even like, even before he was like turned to a vampire, this is like an 18 year old kid or like 19 year old in the movie. He doesn't even have that much of a sense of identity as is. No, exactly. And can be easily manipulated or like think this is the love of his life. Take out all of the other stuff. Like, this is, like, a 19-year-old boy. Imagine yourself at 19. Like, yeah, this yeah. is fucking three years ago for me, and I'm still a fucking idiot now. Who so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing this, with my life. this great power, this powerful feeling of being a vampire, and, like... Thinks he's invincible. Exactly. And he's getting Thinks he has the hottest chick in right, town. getting torn apart. And the person who made him, who professes to love him, is not even looking at him as he dies. Right. 
it's just yeah. it's heartbreaking it truly is like the story of riley is just awful um yeah yeah give me that fan fiction please literally give me that spinoff i don't need fucking midnight sun <laughs> fuck that shit and have someone else write it it'll be better true um so anyway yeah so um seth has is just going to town on on riley he's just tearing into him like ripping bit by bit off of him and victoria tries to run well i love this little moment though the metallic screeching which is the sound of the werewolf uh claws and and teeth digging into the marble vampire that was matched by Riley's screams, screams that abruptly cut off while the sounds of rocks being ripped to shreds continued. Yeah. Big um end of the first Hunger Games. Oh, true. Energy yeah. with the mutts that yeah, are, yeah, yeah. what's his face? Kato? Is that his name? Yeah, it is. That are clawing at him and, you know, she shoots him. Yeah, to end his So that suffering. he dies. And then it's just the sound of flesh getting ripped apart Ugh. by the mutts and then they don't care about him also once he, after he's died. Yeah. Um, so that's super crazy. Um, and that was a cool comparison, I thought. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty gruesome. It's just like, yeah, so quickly. It's just like over him. And Victoria's like, well, this isn't going well. I'm going to run. Yeah. And Victoria takes off like an arrow from a bow. But Edward <sighs> takes off like a bullet from a gun and Ugh, catches her. Fuck you. Puts lips to her neck and then her head a flaming, you know, thing of red fiery hair, tangle yeah, of hair rolls across the ground and bella can't even make out the sound of like her head getting ripped off amongst the cacophony of you know seth just destroying riley in the, in, right. in the forest <laughs> like yeah yeah and that's it which i think you know it's this this is one of meyer's better writing moments i would say these last couple of yeah. of paragraphs i don't like the arrow from a bow and bullet to a gun <laughs> comparison it's very middle school, but I do like the comparison of Edward like ripping off her head to like being so fast it almost looks like a kiss. Yeah. And I do like just it's not her head gets chopped off. It's a fiery tangle yeah. of flames uh, fell falls to the ground and, and rolls toward the trees. She's done a really good job consistently with like the fire um, motif around Victoria. And it always works. Yeah. It works con- so consistently and it works so well. Yeah. <laughs> It's because it's great because it worked in in the ocean. It did. Like it was like she was seeing like a little torch out there, like a little yeah. flame, little light. Yeah. Um, and it works here and it's worked throughout. It also, you know, back in that gay description, like it also <laughs> talks about um, her hair and how shockingly bright it is. Yeah. And even though there's no wind, it seems to still shimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. As if it were alive. I know. So there's definitely a personification and like a beautiful imagery with her hair. It's really good. So I. She has it in her. And it's her. like, oh, cool. You can do this. Have you considered doing it more? If she just more? did more. And, you know, it, there's just so much potential. Yeah, because it's a clear comparison to like her fiery nature and her one track mind and this aggression she has. Yeah um i think it's a and like her boldness and she's just so singular minded Mm -hmm. on this one thing and and she is like ongoing and coming like coming onto it like like, it's a wildfire that's slowly catching up yep um oh my god and the only oh my god um yeah and i i think it's great i would love in you know, I don't want it to be too on the nose, but it it would be great at some point to get a mention of like 
looking at the remains of her and being like somehow it was like duller like you know it had fallen into the snow and gotten muddy or something so her hair was duller yeah um because now she's dead and that fires out or something like that like it's there there's potential and of course you don't want to go too heavy-handed in it and i think she didn't go too heavy-handed i think it's i think it was i think there's yeah i think of course there's always can be better ways or different ways you can write something but i think this is definitely one of her much much better moments of of beautiful writing yeah um I completely agree. of imagery yeah. yeah so good good on stephanie for this one i'll give you some points and i guess like <laughs> to continue that thread it's skiing those moments of like really good in sort of the muck that makes it such a series that like i don't know just felt so like worth pursuing as like i don't know in the fandom of like what could have been discussing what right. might have been what the implications are because i don't know i think there's a lot of room for good things growing out of, you know, shit. <laughs> yeah. Mean, literally, like... Manure. manure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's the gaps where we're missing things or the gaps where we see a hint of potential that wasn't fully, you know, brought to fruition that a lot of, like, the love comes from of, like, man, it's so cool, the lore that was built here. If only more was expanded upon it. And it wasn't just a, yeah. a woman writing about people who don't have sex <laughs> exactly like yeah i can't wait for the time the, them having sex to be a fucking fade to black i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> I, i'm gonna be so mad about it oh i'm gonna be so livid i hope like i want the movie to be graphic <laughs> <laughs> um the movie's not gonna be graphic either but i want it to be more than like a fade to black but like i just feel in my heart that the sex scene is gonna be a fade to black i'm gonna be so mad um she's a fucking mormon like what do we expect yeah. but yeah and like I totally agree with that because I was even saying that in the beginning of this chapter, like the whole thing with Edward and the confrontation and this moment of her trying to be like, like there's, there's potential in that. There's potential for reworking that scene into something that is better, that is more interesting, that is more captivating and tense and sexual uh, if we want it to be. Mm -hmm. Or even not, like it doesn't have to be super sexual. It can be just about as tense as you describing Victoria. Like, (laughs) like, if they can make Bella describing Victoria that tense, like, why can't they make that scene with Edward that tense? Sure. So it is, it makes you want to pursue it more, but it also makes it all the more frustrating. I mean, Benoit Blanc voice. <laughs> Com- it's no damn sense. Compels me. Though. It's literally that. <laughs> it literally makes no damn sense, but it does compel me. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. Yep. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. So what's the name of the next chapter? Uh, the name of the next chapter is Mirror. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, we never do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snap decision was one of the clearer yeah, ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Like, I didn't think about it, but I, I never think critically about the titles, to be honest. Why would But I didn't you? think that critically. Yeah, exactly. They're fucking stupid. But, like, looking back at it, I'm like, okay, we've talked about how... Alice only can't predict something when it's a snap decision. Yeah. And I knew that something was going to go awry at some point in this. So, like, even though, obviously, I wouldn't have guessed, ah, yes, it was Victoria all along and she makes a snap X, Y, Z. Like, I knew that something had to alter in the plan quickly. So that makes sense for a snap decision to be the title. Um, But I have no idea what the fuck Mirror means. So. Yeah. Unless it's, like, the fucking um, (laughs) Bella's dream about her older self that doesn't look like her in the movie 
<laughs> you know, when I did, when I read the title of the chapter, my first thought was her dream where she doesn't look like herself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, in uh, in, the in the movie, and she and she does like the those theater exercises where you have a partner yeah, and you, you try to them. exact imitate yep. what they do. Oh yeah, we've all been yeah. there. <laughs> yep, theater kids unite, etc cringe um but yeah so that's i'm excited to see bella do some theater warm-ups yeah <laughs> in the next chapter because that's definitely what's gonna happen it's crazy how like i don't know they just the, the chapter just ends with victoria's like head on the ground and it's like that's it which is so annoying because she doesn't fucking know how to end chapters but that's an awesome ending to that chapter i know like again this is this like few paragraphs is where i'm like yeah uh-huh fuck yeah yeah you can write. Yeah. This is why they let you be an author. Now do that all the time instead of in one, like, five sentences out of three books. Uh-huh. This is all, this is the, like, one of the only times you manage to stick the, li- like, uh, we call, like, uh, like ending, ending short stories or ending chapters and stuff like that or ending, like, a, you want to stick the landing, which right. is finding the right ending. This absolutely stuck the landing. And it's like, why can't you stick the landing elsewhere? Like, that is perfect. Like, I... Don't want any more description. I love it just tumbling off into the trees, and that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. I know. It's, it's so – it perfectly ends the what was happening in it. And it's- yeah, it's like she went to a workshop for just the end of this, <laughs> of this chapter and nothing else in her entire series. No, it's like because you see these moments of, like, really good writing and, like, a good ending to a chapter, it, like, really calls into question, like – does she just feel obligated to be like, I have to get my 24 chapters in. And that's why there's so much garbage because she's just like, uh, I don't know. I get to, I have to fill out some more time. So I guess she does dishes. I don't know. Like she, yeah. she's good when it has a driving beat of the plot that has a natural flow right. and just so bad when it's just like lagging behind. It's like, you- right. When there's characters she cares about, when there's plot she cares about, she does a lot better. And you see this a lot with writers. And this is something that, you know, I talked about in my, you know, undergrad creative writing degree, um, you know, I'm not super experienced, but, yeah. you know, undergrad is better than nothing. So, but writers, and we would see this in our workshops, where writers are so much better in certain sections when they're getting to the thick of it, when they're getting to that scene they've been wanting exactly. to write the whole time. It's- and then the real challenge of writing isn't just writing well, it's writing well even in the quieter moments. Yeah. It's not and just it's writing well in what, the one scene you've been thinking and about. And it's picking what quiet moments are relevant and important. Right. What do the quiet moments say, even though they're, you know, quiet? What are they driving instead of plot? Are they driving a character moment? And half the time, the filler in Twilight is not driving anything. <laughs> yeah. Or rehashing a character development that we already know. Exactly. So. Like, it's it's not a new character no, idea. No. She just needs to fucking edit. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like she didn't have a good editor. Yeah. Like, she didn't have someone who actually critiqued her. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't workshop her shit the way she should, because if she did, if she had, like, a workshop group or whatever, they would see the end of this chapter and be like, this is it. Yeah. How can we put this throughout the rest of the books? Yep, exactly. And maybe we would have better books. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> No promises. But hey, who knows? Maybe it was way fucking worse and this is the edited version. That's the part that scares me is that it was probably edited and this is the best we could do. Uh, 
Yeah. No, you're... Which, again, who let you be an author? I know. Um, well. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get to that next time <laughs> as we read Chapter 25. Yeah. I, we're almost Any final there. thoughts? Um, just that I'm excited to be almost done. We're finally at the good parts. It, I hate Bro, that it takes yeah. you so long to get to the good parts, but I love the ending of this book. So Yeah, we need to do like a we need to have like a super cut of like like if you wanna only hear the real plot of Twilight in our podcast, listen to only these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like particularly unhinged episodes and then particularly plot driven episodes. Um Yeah. Well, um I guess before we uh, sign off from this episode, uh, I want to thank our new patron, uh, Fideo Linguini. Cool name. Hi. Welcome cool to name. the coven. Um, we are sandwich biting you right now. <laughs> it's literally happening. <sighs> thank you to our uh, Master Vampire patrons who support us continuously through this stupid, stupid podcast. Thank you, Stephen, Thea, Dan, and Emily. You guys are the best. We love you. And I will give you all little kisses if you want them. You can all hold bag milk for a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Not my boobs, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, so we're clear. You can hold my bag milk. <laughs> Not my boobs, the milk that I buy that's in bags because I live in Canada. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hold both of our bagged milks, but not what you're thinking. <laughs> Oh, oh, who let me have a voice that speaks on the internet to just anyone yep. who listens? Okay, see you next I time. I can't wait for my future spouse to just find this. I can't wait for my fucking child to find this. Well, to be fair, my partner doesn't listen to this at all, so, you know. True. And I don't want to have kids. There you go. So. No problem. Let's go. I'm safe. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Let's wow, fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on Twitter at UnbittenPod or subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten. Uh, It is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.